0: Welcome to the Tech and Maine Presents podcast with your host, Sean St. Hill. Sean is the CEO of Tech and Maine, a technology consulting firm in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen in as thought leaders share their tips and insights about what's going on in the world of technology. And now, here's your host, Sean St. Hill.
1: Thank you for joining another episode of Tech and Main Presents, where we bring you the best insights from today's leaders and experts in technology. We have a special treat. It's so nice, we had to do it twice. We've got the cybersecurity divas and Dr. Mansour Haseeb back on the mic. Give it up for the divas and their mentor. So, from our last time together, you know this is going to be fun. And of course, we will go around the horn and let everyone introduce themselves. And so, Ani, we'll start with you.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Ani Biambi.
1: All right. And Tamiko, say what's up.
2: What up? What up? What up? This
3: is the T on the lesson with the E. I'm here with Sean and the Cyber Divas and Dr.
4: Haseeb.
1: All right. Nafa, say hello to everyone.
4: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.
1: All right. Katoria, say what's up to the people.
0: What it do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Elena, say hi.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to do this today.
5: And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Mansour Haseeb. How are you? I'm just here t- trying to bring everybody's greatness out. Certainly not least, Katia Dean. Say hello to
1: the Techamane Presents family.
6: Hey, everybody. I'm happy to be here again with my crew. Tune in for some laughs, some inspirational thoughts, and some affirmations.
1: There you go. And so, again, we had to do this because the first episode of the Cybersecurity Divas with Dr. Haseeb was and still is the most listened to podcast episode in Tech and May Presents history. Yeah, buddy. So we've got the crew back together. And of course, we're going to jump right in with our first question. And so, KT, if you want to take this one, go ahead and share your background with our audience again.
6: Yeah. So my name is KT Dean. I am the 2020 IC Square Rising Star Award for my resume business, KTSI Life. I'm also a cybersecurity technical resume writer. And my regular nine to five job, I am a systems engineer. People's uh, comical relief as well.
1: But of course, can't forget the comical relief. Ani, share a little bit of your background with the folks.
2: Yes. Hi, um, I'm Ani. So currently I'm a information security engineer for Booz Allen. Outside of that, I have a nonprofit that I help run. And then also on my free time, I just like to dance and watch YouTube. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Dr. Haseeb, share with everyone
5: your background. Well, I'm a practitioner scholar. Essentially, I practiced cybersecurity for 30 plus years in education, energy, biotechnology, healthcare. And then I moved to academia about eight years ago because I wanted to raise people like the Divas to bring out their greatness. And so that's what I'm doing now. Um writing books and speaking and just having fun.
1: Awesome. And Katoria, share your background with the folks.
7: Hey, everybody. So I am now, I know during the last podcast, we had a, a few surprises. So I now work for Salesforce, uh, one of the biggest cloud service providers, you know, in the country, and it's it's just been a dream come true for me. I am a security GRC manager, so a lot of my background experience, it it deals with the cloud and compliance and risk management, and I'm definitely the one to call you out on something if it's faulty or shady or shaky or I don't like it. I'm going to call you out on it, so don't bring anything to me if you don't want me to mark it up. And pass it back to
6: you. All right.
1: So, Katoria, I would say you are probably the Dikembe Mutombo over at uh, Salesforce, wagging that finger.
7: I kind of like uh, MJ, Michael Jordan. So I'm going to say I'm Jordan. Okay. when He was with the Bulls. Okay. In the 90s. I think I'm Jordan. All right.
1: Tamiko, share your background with the Takame Presents family.
3: Well, actually, um, since the last time we spoke, I actually, now I have a a new job, which is a cyber, I work for Cyber Crime Support Network. I'm the program manager and cybersecurity specialist. Mainly what I do is making sure everybody that's uh, on the project is is on schedule, doing what they're doing, uh, what they are supposed to do on time. I'm also researching cyber crime and also creating a, a cybersecurity awareness training for um, everyone at CSN or cyber at the company. So that's what I um, mainly do there since we last talked. But this has been a very interesting week where I was um, offered another position at another company in the government. So I am working (laughs) on trying to figure that out right now. Um, But you guys will tune in to my main decision because it is a bittersweet type of thing right now because I really like this company. But at the same time, you know, I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> you
1: know, so. Onward and upward, right, Tomiko? Onward and upward. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome.
3: Actually, it's for a um, pen test coordinator. So,
0: yeah, so I'll let you guys know about it.
1: Okay, that's exciting. So, Elena, what's going on with you?
0: I'm Elena Healing and um, I met Dr. Uh, Mansour Haseeb in 2016 when I started my graduate career. I am just so thankful because the thing about bringing your inner greatness out is sometimes you don't even know what your inner greatness is, you know, until you learn and then you can actually attribute your personal likes and your skills you might not have known you had. So thank you so much, Dr. Haseeb. Uh, and right now, um, I've always loved math, so I found a way to kind of put my passion for um, math and my knowledge of cybersecurity and just very complex things that can happen in the virtual and computational world and working for the government, for the Census Bureau. Yep, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Okay,
1: great. And Nafa, talk to us about what's going on with you.
0: Hi,
4: everyone. I'm Nafa Tutui, co-founder of Peeps. I pursue a degree in cybersecurity, recognize the lack of cybersecurity in my country of origin, which is civilian, West Africa. I did that so I can educate businesses and owners there. Ever since, I've become so passionate on creating cyber awareness to businesses and people around me. We all need cyber awareness.
1: Oh, agree, agree. All right, so we've got the background of the divas kind of caught up a little bit on what's been happening since the last podcast. And what I want to do is go into the personal growth plans of the group. So, Katia, we'll start with you. What are your personal growth plans?
6: My personal growth plans is to be the best I could be, to strive more than what I did this year. So, this year, even though 2020 has been a few years. It has felt like a few years. 2020 has been some years. But I had a lot of blessings that I learned from last year. Last year, I called my phrase, it was the year of patience. This year, my phrase is, I am, I call it, I'm standing up for myself and I'm not taking any crap for anybody and for anybody else to know they' worth. So my personal growth is to excel higher and motivate more people.
1: All right. I like that. Ani, we'll flip it over to you. What are your personal growth plans?
2: So for me, um, like recently I went to take the SISM test and I didn't pass. And I think they just updated the test. So whatever I studied for wasn't on the test. So my personal growth is to get that um, management certification And my other goal is uh, my next job, because I would like to make manager at Booz Island before I leave Booz Island. I would like to be making at least $250,000 a year. So that's my personal growth. And um, I've also been working on my health journey. So I just recently was able to run the mile without stopping. So I'm very proud of that. (laughs) So that's about it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's great stuff, Ani.
5: Dr. Haseeb, what are your personal growth plans? <laughs> My personal growth plans this year is to finish the first of all, the audio version of Bring Inner Greatness Out. As you probably know, I just published that in October. And so now I'm working on the audio version. Then I have another book in the works. And then, who knows, I am looking for maybe a provost role, a presidency role at some university, some low role where I can truly make an impact on education in a big way. I'm tired of being lo- so low down in the totem pole that I've got PhDs in English telling me how to run a cybersecurity program, and that's just not tolerable. So I need to be in a higher level position so that I can do the right thing. So th- those are my plans, and hey, Maybe a new administration will come. Maybe they want somebody to help them in education. So I really don't know. Options are open. But I'm not going to take just any position just for the sake of a job. I'm going to have my fun. I'm going to do my writing, speaking, and all that. And of course, the mentoring. So I'm still mentoring thousands of people all over the world just through my thought leadership books and the shows that I'm doing. As you probably know, I'm, I'm doing the weekly show conversations with Dr. Cybersecurity where anybody can come and just chat with me for 15 minutes on any topic they want.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, Dr. Katoria, what are your personal growth plans?
5: So similar to uh, to Ani, I
7: actually, from a health perspective, have to do the opposite. If you guys can see me right now, I've put on a lot of muscle mass and it's really, it's totally unhealthy. I called myself lifting weights and trying to lose weight and I actually put on too much muscle mass. And so it's been a, a battle to try to lose weight, the correct way to get rid of the muscle mass that I actually put on. But it's good because I saw myself kind of get kind of buff and that was cool, but at the same time, totally unhealthy. That's that's one of the things that you know I'm really trying to focus on in the coming months is to get rid of a lot of this muscle mass that I have, because for me, from a health perspective, it's really not healthy at all as a female. Uh, So if any women are out there, you're thinking about lifting weights, think about everything, think about your, you know, your family history and everything. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like for myself, I didn't know that it would be, you know, this strenuous on my body, but it's, it's really not good. And it's something that I'm working towards. And I've actually lost uh, maybe about 10 pounds over the last week. So I'm I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Still have a ways to go. But outside of that, something that I felt like I disconnected from uh, this fiscal year was not really being engaged in the community. I come from, you know, an underprivileged area. I was born and raised in the housing projects. And it's always been my goal to uplift those that are still there, family members, friends, and, you know, just kind of like pave the way for them and show them that they can make it. And in the coming, you know, year, I definitely want to get more involved in my local community, which is in Richmond, Virginia, and just, you know, kind of see what's out there as far as like students, if anybody's interested in tech and whatnot, and maybe do like some some real personal mentorship and you know, just put that out there because it's a lot of people that I know that are still struggling, you know, to get out of that environment and I just feel like I essentially I've I've almost made it. I haven't made it just yet because I don't have my own business which is a goal, but you know, I'm getting there and I feel like I kind of lost track of that this year and my goal for sure next year is to go back to the roots and you know, start bringing those people right on up with me.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, when you reach back like that, you know, that's that's how we build, you know, that foundation for the next generation. So mm-hmm hats off to you for doing that and for having that focus and that desire all right Tamiko what are your personal growth plans
3: my personal growth plans is to continue to elevate my confidence level um, as I continue to meet people and uh, build relationships so that would help them to continue to grow themselves of the When I'm confident, then they're confident. And then as we collaborate, we grow together. Also surround myself with more leaders, you know, in in different organizations. Like, for instance, I started with the Executive Women Forum, and I have a mentor that I've been helping out. And she's been growing, like, tremendously with pretty much uh, speaking in front of people because she's like... She's much more of an introvert. When I met her, it's, it was like she barely can, she barely was able to talk to me. But now she has came out of her box so much where I am so happy for her. Where And she spoke in front of maybe a few hundred people uh, last month. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing what she has to say about it because she's excited that that happened for her. I have a group called Cybersecurity Momentum Movement, and I'm trying to get it where a lot of the people in there will find their way in getting jobs or just building some type of self-confidence. So I call myself thinking about, well, a lot of people are highlighting people that's in cybersecurity well, why don't I figure out how to highlight people that's not in cybersecurity, that's trying to get into cybersecurity? It's like, what can they bring to the table with dealing with different companies like recruiters? It's like, what can they say on a podcast that I'm going to, um, that I partnered with, with actually Ken, and he's going to help me bring out the inner greatness, as Dr. Haseeb will say, <laughs> the inner greatness in that person so they can get recognized with um, recruiters and uh, hiring managers, and also I'm starting to create a a cyber rap book. So I have been writing my my um, my raps, different raps, and it's a little challenging, but it's I'm getting there. Yes, I'm getting there.
1: All right, that's good stuff. That is good stuff, Elena. So. What are your personal growth plans?
0: Hey, Sean. Um, so, I um, as I just told um everybody in the group um last week I'm actually pregnant. Um, oh, congratulations! Thank you so much. Yeah, I wouldn't believe it. I can't. It doesn't even feel real. But um, I'm due next month, and so um, then around Christmas. And so yeah. So my my most Upcoming personal growth plans is, is to be good mother and for the first-time mom. You know, I'm I'm a little clueless, been reading a lot, learning a lot, but I, every day I feel like what am you know, what's gonna happen? I have no idea. Uh Tamiko, I just wanted to say, you know, we've been doing all the shopping for the nursery and um we've bought a bunch of kid books, but I just realized I haven't seen one cyber security, you know, um rap or any type of book. For, for infants or like you know little kids and that could be a way to uh, I'm sh- you would be awesome at that you know I would be your first buyer I really do have a passion for leadership thanks again to Dr Haseeb starting that in my life that that care that knowledge and uh, my personal growth plans for you know corporate life and, and being in, in the government is really to continue to grow in a light of leadership. And, you know, for me, it's not really about the GS scale or about salary or whatever. It's it's really just to have that impact to make, you know, the American people's money go to, you know, be as effectively spent as possible and to make the lives of every American better. So that's my future. It's, you know, soon to be goals.
1: Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, Nafa, how about your personal growth plans?
0: So, since we last
4: spoke, I was working on launching an organization, which is called PsyPeeps, with my best friend Thelma. And my personal growth plan is to increase my business and let the world know of PsyPeeps and the impact it creates to the world in times of cyber awareness. So our goal is to bridge the gap between people and cybersecurity through best practice and guidelines in order to secure oneself. Our motto is secure yourself." We have a blog that we create cyber awareness to the people. We do that once every week and we want the people to know about us and what we do. So far we have done like four blogs and we're working on another, which we're gonna be published next week. So if you haven't checked us out, please go on cypips.com and check us out. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe.
1: Oh, I like it. And of course, not only Nafa's information, but everyone of the Divas and Dr. Haseeb, we will have all of their contact information, all of their good links uh, will be in the show notes so that you can make sure you keep up with what's going on with this phenomenal group. Katia, I'm going to ask you, what do you enjoy about your current day-to-day role, your job? what What do you enjoy the most about that?
6: So for me, what I enjoy most about my job is that actually over the weekend I finally took it upon myself to earn a certification, y'all. What? So I just got, I just got the Scrum Foundation certification, which basically gave me the knowledge that I will apply to my day to day. Work So actually understanding Scrum, the framework that we're doing, understanding the lingo, the different roles people have, and then allowing that process to the various cloud projects that I'm assigned to. And then once I get that cert, I'm going on a clear path to get the Agile Scrum Master certification and then also still get my AWS Cloud practitioner certification because those two certifications, I actually would use those to my day to day work. So, what I like about my job is that I'm learning. There <laughs> I'm you learning go. I apply Scrum and I also learn about AWS Cloud and the various projects that I'm getting assigned to. Oh, and plus, I like the company I work for, Innovation LLC. They are thebomb.com.
1: All right. I love it. So, Annie, what do you enjoy about your job?
2: So, um, my current job, I enjoy working with the different teams and different group of people. So, I still do policy and I'm a SME for the RMF side of um for for um for my job and um what I really enjoy um enjoy about working for Booz is that since I've been there since 2017, I've been in like six different like roles and positions. And then my last position was audit, which I hate. (laughs) So I will never do audit again. I know that's something that I do not want to do, but I did learn a lot and it helped with like, you know, putting tasks in order and then figuring out like what goes with what. And, and, you know, like learning was a learning curve for me as well. So I really enjoyed that. I just enjoy um, working with the people and meeting different teams and um, trying to get the technical part down as well. So
1: Awesome. So Dr. Haseeb, what do you enjoy
5: about your day-to-day work? Well, my day-to-day work involves a lot of things. Um, It's mostly with people, as you probably know, that I'm basically trying to bring that inner greatness out from people. I take on mentees and students like that in a variety of ways. One is even through Toastmasters. For example, if people want to learn public speaking, then people who join my Toastmasters club actually get free coaching, training, mentoring on public speaking. So for example, right now, one of the people that you all know very well is Aisha Berry. And Aisha Berry wants to be a great speaker, and I know she has it in her. So just like I was coaching the other people to bring out what is special about you, with Aisha, I discovered, so what I do is I, dis- I try to discover the person. I try to learn about the person. And with Aisha, I try to figure out, okay, what is it unique about her? I found out that she has this incredible sense of humor. I mean, she can make fun and joke about almost anything. So guess what? I tried to say, okay, can you introduce humor and teaching cybersecurity at the same time? And so that's what she's been doing. So that's what I've been coaching her on. And so far she's done an amazing presentation on passwords, okay? It is humorous, it's all out there on YouTube. And so this is what we're going to be doing. And taking like each person's talent and then applying it to make something unique so that nobody else can really replicate that, you see? So I'm telling her to apply to speak at conferences with that. A humorous cybersecurity presentation. Guess what that will do to her? She will be a star, you watch it. So this is what I do with people. And then that's kind of my, that's been the mode for all my graduate programs. Also every program that I've done, is specialized like that. I even coach the professors that you're going to have to take special attention to every student. That's why I never wanted two big classes. I wanted smaller classes so that you could pay individual attention. If you have 30, 50 students in one class, you cannot devote time to them. And that's not right. That's not what they're paying us for. No. I want everybody to develop to their fullest potential because they're already born unique. So why should we try to make them average, right? Let's build on that uniqueness, whatever it may be. Couldn't agree more. That's good stuff.
1: Katoria, holding it down over there at Salesforce, what do you enjoy about your job?
7: Something that I I think I enjoy is kind of weird because some people would probably be annoyed. The amount of interaction that I get from people literally on a daily basis for those wanting a referral. Outside of my, my work duties, that's really helped me in really networking a lot with people. Like sometimes, you know, some roles would be a good fit for people. And, you know, if it's a a close peer, then, you know, a referral, or at least I'll, you know, reach out to someone else that I know at another company and refer that person that way. So I've been doing a lot of networking since being in this role and really helping a lot of people, you know, secure positions. I want to say maybe at least 20 people that, I've spoken to, you know, since I first joined Salesforce, I've helped them, you know, with securing roles, not necessarily with my company, but with other companies. And so I feel like me being here has really, I don't know if, I don't know what, what it means, but it's like golden or something, you know, I'm able to help so many more people because people now feel comfortable enough to reach out and, you know, seek help. And with everything that's going on with COVID, you know, I definitely try to encourage other people like, hey, even if your company doesn't have any open roles or anything, if you know someone at another company and they're in like a hiring position or they know someone you know that can get that person the job or at least get an interview, then you know let's get that set up and I've been working really closely, you know, with a lot of peers in the industry, and we've been very fortunate to get interviews and everything scheduled for these people, and you know have a lot of them actually secure positions at the same time, but In my day-to-day work, uh, what I really enjoy about being at Salesforce is cross-team collaboration for sure. In past roles, I didn't really have, I want to say, this much interaction. And it's very good, you know, to be able to openly, you know, express or communicate your ideas or something that you think, you know, could be beneficial, not just to your immediate team, but to other teams as a whole. So just having the, you know, capacity to be able to kind of like innovate and present things, you know, to various teams and have them to actually accept it. That's just been so rewarding to me because it's something that I've always wanted to happen throughout my entire career. And it didn't actually happen until I joined Salesforce. And so kudos to Salesforce, you know, for having a true Ohana, you know, which is what we call it, which is a family. It is, it's so rewarding because you really are welcome. You know, they want you to bring your ideas, your thoughts to the table, you know, because there's always room for innovation. There's always room for growth and change. And that's something that I'm very appreciative of, you know, for this organization, for sure.
1: Katoria, that is amazing. I think one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, the help that you offer people and your willingness to do that. We've all heard stories of the opposite, where someone's looking for a job. And so they come to you and they're like, hey, can you help? And, and what do people say most often? Oh, well, go to the website and see if you see something. And it's like, no, I'm not coming to you to be redirected to the website. I mean, everybody can go to the website, type in a keyword and, you know, come up with what they're looking for. I mean, when, when people humble themselves to come and ask for help, don't make it difficult for them. And so I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're extending yourself and, you know, actually helping when people need it. So that's good. So
5: on this point, I want to mention something, because if you notice some of the things about this group of people, my deal with mentoring anybody has always been that you have to give it back. You have to be a leader and mentor mm. others. Right?
3: Yes. Because
5: yes. at the end of the day, It's unlikely that you would be able to repay back the mentor, but that's not what life is all about. That's not how society works. Society works, you pay forward, right? You can almost, I I can never thank my mentors ever, but what I do that is by mentoring others, and then they mentor others, and then the ripple effect continues. To me, that's the true essence of leadership. And that's one of the things that I've try to teach every one of my mentees.
1: Oh, that's that's good. And and Dr. Seeb, thank you for um, you know, adding adding that perspective. Yeah, it's it is all about paying it forward. You know, it's not like you've got a stack of money that you hand out every time someone does something good for you. You are aware enough that, you know, we are not islands, right? No man is an island. And so you know that it's good to actually be there because someone's been there for you. So
7: and real, real fast, Sean, just no, saying, go ahead,
1: Katoria. You got it. I
7: don't want to hog. prime example today to piggyback off of what Dr. You know, Haseeb said KT and I, we communicate a lot, something. It, it literally happened today. Someone reached out to me. They reached out to her. I didn't think that I could help that person. So I had her to reach out to that person you know, and kind of explain some things based on my last discussion with this individual. And we kind of went from there. So to his point, that's how it works. You're not just passing someone off and saying, I can't help you. If I can't help you, then I want to at least try to find someone that I think can help you. If I can, I'm going to do whatever I can first. I'm going to exhaust all resources possible. And then if I can't help, then I'll just tell you, I can't help. I don't know what else to do, you know, at this point, but I'm going to at least try. And that's something that we actually did. You know, today we were going back and forth just trying to figure out what we could do to help this person, you know, secure employment. And that's what we do, you know, from time to time. So it's all about paying it forward. And we do that a lot. People don't know it, but it's a lot of behind the scenes work that especially I do that people have they have no idea, but I do it. And I don't care about getting credit, you know, for it because it's not about that at the end of the day. It's not. I don't care about ever receiving credit for anything that I do. You don't have to thank me publicly or anything. As long as I know I've helped you because that's how I was raised, then that's enough for me. You know, it makes me feel good just knowing that I helped. So.
1: It shouldn't take someone standing up and applauding you or patting you on the back for you to do the right thing. All right. Tamiko, your job, the one that you're currently in, what do you enjoy about
3: that? Well, actually, first of all, I like the fact that I have a awesome CEO, Kristen Judge, you know, um, kudos to her. She has been a, I mean, a great asset in my world, you know, during the time I was at, you know, being in her company and she is so transparent, to everyone at the company, she don't look at us as uh, that she's above us. She she talk she talks to us. She let us know what's going on, you know, dealing with her with the company. And uh, there's no surprises or, or anything. Even when I pretty much started at the company, she she said, oh, "I have a, a great group of people that you will be working with." Well, I thought it was cliche but when i got there it's like everyone was so genuinely nice i mean it, it's like if you need help if you need anything they are there regardless what the, what their title was or or anything like that because they are there to get the job done and to and to have the whole company succeed regardless so i really like the fact that i can go to anybody and ask for you know, any skills that they have, I could, I, I I don't, I'm not like uncomfortable, you know, going, you know, you have your certain people that you want to just go to. I can go to anybody and ask them about a certain thing that, you know, I probably need help with or whatever. Uh, team building. The way the team building is, we have like six different teams. And the reason, one of the reasons why we have six different teams is because uh, Kristen, she wants everyone to just continue to get to know one another. When we have like an assignment to do dealing with team building to rate the company so she can know where the company stands so she can address it or for so everyone else on a senior level can address it. She is like really, I don't know, passionate about what we say, what we do and and how things are in the company because she wants everybody to succeed because she looks at everybody as being a leader, you know, and that's the way she wants everyone to grow, regardless if you're the CMO, COO, or if if there's somebody that's on the lower, on the lower end, they may want to ask like a CMO to do something for them. And it's okay because we're trying... We are here for the same goal, and nobody's is not going to get to their feelings or anything. So, I really like that fact and de- dealing with communication. I don't. I can really talk about this company, and that's why it's so hard. <laughs> you know? Everyone, because everyone is just so helpful, and even with me trying to help people on the outside of the company, you know, I would go to the HR CEO. Uh, COO, whoever, and ask them about, you know, a, a particular person that's looking for a job or wanting to volunteer, they are open if the slot is open, if it's if something is open, you know, they are willing to bring them in, talk to them because the way the culture is, it's, it's just amazing. I've never, to be honest, I've never seen it, you know, ever before. So, so yeah, so that's what I love about my job.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do
3: you want to leave?
7: Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no,
3: I'm sorry. No, just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, but hey, again, there's always something greater. There's always that next level.
3: And if I do just, and if I do make the final decision of leaving, they said I could still stay there as you know a volunteer. Unfortunately, I I can't. That's what I can do because. It's a conflict of interest with the pay because it's government, government. So, but they said, I can't stay continue to do what I, what I've been doing. So, so yeah, so I'm not all the way out the door.
1: The fact that they would still create a space for you, that speaks highly of you and, you know, obviously what they think of you, but then that speaks highly of, you know, Kristen and the team there, you know, wanting to see how they can still make it a win-win. So that's good. All right. Yes. Elena. Oh, was there anything else, Tomiko? Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. Elena, what do you enjoy about your job?
0: Oh, so I must say I'm really happy to be at the Census Bureau. I was in the private sector, you know, for 10 years before. And um, I must say I, every single day I'm impressed with the way the Census Bureau operates. As what I what I really like is that, you know, it's not, I guess, you know, some people envision government as, oh, especially mathematicians and the government as boring, sitting at the desk, you know, crunching numbers. But actually, I love the fact that the Census Bureau is consistently on in mission, you know, to be the leading statistical entity of the country, if not the world, and involve everybody on every level, whoever wants to be involved, you know, in different transformation efforts um, and constantly, you know, have, People from um, academia, from industry, come in and and share you know information as well as think about ways we can, as a sense of your disseminate information um, to the public, you know, in more effective, speedy, uh, and accurate ways. And I just, again, like I said, I'm so impressed, and especially the fact that you know we are working from home now. Um, you know, majority of folks. Um, and the fact that we were still able to, um, one of the teams in the Census Bureau we was still able to put out a survey to, um, with regard to how this uh, in- pandemic was impacting and is impacting folks all around the country and then release that information, you know, uh, very close to real time um, to help support, you know, funding efforts for people who who do need it more than others and communities that need it due to this, you know, pandemic. That That's pretty unbelievable. I mean, you know, normally you hear it takes like a long time, years to get you know any assistance, but here we we are data driven and and use data to drive action. So I, I admire it, um, on an everyday basis, uh, and and the future I look forward to as well.
1: Okay, awesome, Nafa. Yes. What do you enjoy about your job?
4: So my job is to provide technical support to customers, and what I enjoy most is um listen to their problems i'm a very good listener and in order for me to do that i need to be fast and friendly most times when customers come in with problems then they have like a time limit and you have to be like very fast for you to do that and that has helped me to work on my time management skill and also helped me to um know most of the practical knowledge because most of the things that i have to like go online and search for it. So that has also helped me. And uh, during this COVID pandemic, um, whilst most most of the employees are working from home, I've been out there making sure that they get all what they need in order for them to work from home. And I was nominated, even though I didn't get the award, but I was nominated for the 2020 Directors Award for NIH.
1: That is good stuff. Nafa, even to be recognized is is a high honor. So you may not have taken home the hardware, but the fact that you were in the running and that you were nominated, that speaks very well of you. Yeah, so
4: that's true That's I'm doing, I'm doing what is right.
1: There you go. Okay, so KT, we're gonna come back to you, buddy, and tell our audience what is the one application or piece of technology you absolutely can't live without?
6: My Google Calendar, because if it's not on my calendar, it is not happening. I will miss stuff or my calendar. I even have to pencil in lunch time. the walk Buster. Buster's got to go for a walk. So my calendar is what I cannot live without.
1: Okay, I appreciate you sharing that, Ani, How about you?
2: Um. So since I started doing my whole health journey, I started using the um the sleeping app on. Like, on the Apple phones, they have, like, their own little sleeping thing. So, it tracks, like, how well you sleep. So, that helps, like, me wind down for the night. So, it tells me, like, one hour before bed that I need to wind down. So, you know, and then it automatically puts my phone on Do Not Disturb. So, I've been enjoying that
1: app. Okay. Great.
5: Dr. Haseeb, how about you? Zoom Airlines. Okay. I mean, I was using Zoom earlier also for many years, but now... It's my window to the world. Look, even the cybersecurity divas had a 2020 global tour using Zoom. And then February the 5th, we're going to have a one of my book tour events where many of the divas are going to be speaking. And we're going to do that on February the 5th, again, through Zoom. And it's going to be a global event. Like the last global event with the divas, 29 countries attended. I mean, can you believe that? So it's been our window to the world. One day I didn't have power; it drove me crazy. So yeah, it's Zoom oh, Airlines.
1: Zoom Airlines. I like that. I like that. Yeah, your window to the world. I'm flying
5: all over the world with it.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? And you don't have to worry about checking luggage. You don't have to worry about where your passport is.
5: Yeah, you're you're ready to go. Absolutely. I was. Talking about, so one of the things that I'm doing as part of my book tour is I'm sharing stories of various people that I've helped bring out their inner greatness. And my first story was about Tamiko Evans and I was talking about her and I was saying how she's in big demand now and she's going all over the world via Zoom Airlines. (laughs) That's right. Have Zoom, we'll travel. There you go. KT is doing it too.
1: It's funny. People have cut down on their travel expense, but their exposure is way, way up.
5: Yes. That, right. My my conversations with Dr. Cybersecurity, that series, it would never have happened unless this, COVID thing, quarantining, I'm like, okay, I'm used to making lemonade out of lemons, okay? I cannot do anything about this global shutdown. So what can I do? Write books, do some conversations globally, and guess what? Network, put together virtual events, and basically have fun. What else am I going to do? Oh, that's that's a great attitude, Dr. Zeeb. All right,
1: Katoria, what's the one app or technology that you absolutely can't live without?
7: It's two things. So, the first thing I'm—it's going to be my panoramic Wi-Fi, not just Wi-Fi, panoramic. Okay, because I have so many devices connected in my house. It's ridiculous. I have three cell phones. That doesn't include my work phone. Okay, don't ask Sean why I have three. I just do because. I uh-huh. <laughs> You know, I I don't know. No, sorry, I know why? But I'm
0: sorry. I have to ask. Why do you have three cell phones, not including your work phone? Honestly, I.
7: One is primarily dedicated to music. I don't touch anything else on the phone except for Pandora. That's pretty much what that's used for. My other phone is like for family, I guess you could say. And then my other phone is for peers and whatnot in the industry. I don't want to give everyone my phone number. So I have a phone that's pretty much dedicated to just professionals, just networking and whatnot like that. So I guess that's why I have three. That's still insane. I mean, but I got a good deal, you know, so why not, you know, got a great deal on that. So, yes, I have four phones technically. I know, don't judge. It's okay. I'm trying to get better. No back. judgment. No gesture,
0: more like this impressed. is a no judgment zone. Katori. Yeah, I'm,
7: I'm Very trying to get impressed. Right. I'm trying to get better, Elena. Don't ask. I have two right here. Okay. Just that's two. The other two are back there for right now. They're charging. But outside of panoramic Wi Fi, my other. Two apps that I Sean, if I don't if I don't get a touch in with these apps, it messes up my whole day. The whole groove is gone. And that's Candy Crush Saga and Spider Solitaire. If I don't have, you know, my fingers touching those games at some point, you know, after I'm done working for the day, I don't know. I just I, I kind of lose it. But that kind of like, you know, it calms me down. I can focus and I'm very competitive on games, especially. I challenge people daily. So don't challenge me, especially when it comes to Candy Crush. Don't do it because I'm number one on most of the platforms. So let's not go there. But for me, yeah, panoramic Wi-Fi and those uh, gaming apps, I, I love. Um, I'm like a, a mini gamer. Okay. I was at a gaming chair uh, yesterday. It's like $4,000. I asked my mom and she laughed at me. But I'm gonna, you know, hit her one more time with it. Like, please, she's gonna laugh at me again. But it's a cool gaming chair that's elect- you know, it's electronic. It re- you know, relaxes you, has the massaging chair. And yeah, that's just that's what I do. But panoramic Wi-Fi is a must for anybody. Giga Blast is now out. I'm not, you know, advertising for any service provider because they don't pay me. But you guys need at least panoramic right now, especially if you have a lot of devices like myself connected to the internet. So
1: Okay. And so for the uninitiated, Katoria, mm-hmm. is panoramic Wi Fi similar to using um, signal boosters?
7: I would say, I'm, I'm going to say yes and no. Here's why. With panoramic Wi Fi, you have one device that sends out the signal to all of you. I think it depends on the plan from the service provider, but I want to say most of them have like a limit. Uh, to five devices connected to your uh, your router is essentially what it is. It's your wireless router. Most of them have a five device limit. Because I have so many, I have more than that. So I have like a special plan, you know, for my devices and whatnot. Okay. But it's similar to that. But I want to say it's, it's much cleaner because you have one device that you don't have to move. I would recommend if anyone goes for this, uh, reboot it at least once a week because sometimes that the traffic and the bandwidth, everything can just stop, and you'll just be without internet in the middle of the day if you don't do like a refresh or a restart at least once a week. I have so much bandwidth pulling; it's, I think I have like unlimited data or something. It's, it's bad. I, I need to get rid of those phones. It's bad. It's, it's not good. Seriously.
1: Look, there are worst habits, Katoria. So, um, yeah, if the if the worst you can say is, you know. I'm addicted to panoramic Wi-Fi and Candy Crush. <laughs> Again, this is a no-judgment zone, so...
7: I mean, hey, you know, those are cool.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, Tamiko, how about you? What's the what's the app or the technology you simply can't live without?
3: Well, actually, I'm going to go with Kate, uh, Katia, you know, my calendar, because every since, you know connected with Dr. Haseed, for some reason, I can't live without my calendar because it seemed like I'm getting booked on everything. You know, every time he exposes me to things like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you be on here? Can-? And it's like, if, if something's not on my calendar or if it got deleted, it's I'm I'm not there. <laughs> so it's it like, right. exactly. So, so now I will use my calendar with my family now. You know, so it's like when they want to talk and like, you know, schedule, I I'm, I can schedule you on my calendar and we can talk. But that's probably an insult. But, hey, that's the, that's the way I roll now, you know, dealing with that's my mind right there. You know, thinking about anything that I got to do is my calendar. So,
0: yeah,
1: my calendar. All right. Elena, how about you?
0: So. Wow, I'm blown away by what everyone has had to say. Um, in a great way, i I was actually on my phone here, googling this panoramic Wi-Fi, which I'd never heard of. So that's why I got over here. And as I was looking, I'm thinking, what What do I really use on here a lot? And I realized, okay, I'm going to go with two things you all probably use a lot: Google and YouTube. Okay, because I'll be doing work for work, and you know, since I'm uh, um, work with statistics. In you know, of the United States of the people and and the places that where people live and things like that, you know, I might just be referencing something. Oh, hey, on my cell phone. Hey, what's the population of Maryland? There you go. You know, Census Bureau statistic pops up right there. Anything, you know. And the reason I say YouTube is, um, Katoya, I know you were mentioning lifting the weights. One of the things I missed the most um, during this pandemic really is going to the gym that I had just joined. I mean, it wasn't just to work out. It was like classes, like the people, really motivational. And so I found my outlet by youtube um putting on the you know and, and it's free hey so i do enjoy um finding some bar classes um arm workout classes and just following it from my tv and i love that you can blast it from the phone you know just to the tv technology is amazing <laughs> dr sassy but i see you're enjoying what i'm saying it's so true though it's, it's these little things are just amazing to me. amazing
5: also the delivery elena <laughs> the way you're explaining it i love that delivery
0: it's crazy because every single day that I, that I push, you know, cast to which TV and I choose the 65 inch Roku in the living room, I'm just like, how does that happen? So then I watched a YouTube video of, uh, made by Vox, you know, that channel VOX. How does the internet work? And once they started, it, it, that blew my mind. I still don't get it. Okay. So uh, hopefully, Katori, I will be able to learn what, you know, read about this uh, Wi-Fi you're talking about, but you'll love it. You'll love it. I promise you.
7: This,
1: this technology, unbelievable. Technology, is a beautiful thing. All right, Nafa.
4: So one technology I cannot live without is my mobile phone. I do everything with my phone. If I forget my phone at home, I'm coming back right back to get my phone because I can work for my phone and everything. And one app that I use on my phone is WhatsApp. I use that to communicate to my family back home. It's a way, it's a very cheaper app that you use to communicate internationally. At first, you have to like use um, thousands of dollars to get cards, but with WhatsApp, it's easier and I can talk with them every day. I'm a ve- I'm a family oriented person. I have to talk to my family. So WhatsApp is the way.
1: I, I cannot agree more. Um, we have some good friends uh, from Ghana and um, the family that's here in the States, that's how they connect with the family back home in Ghana it's through WhatsApp and yeah. so yeah that's a great piece of technology for sure
0: you've been listening to another episode of Tech and Main Presents be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast don't forget to tell your friends and thanks for being a part of the Tech and Main Presents community